Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everybody. We're having some technical difficulties, but we are here. I am Loretta McNary, your host for Loretta McNary Live radio show, and today our guest is 
Oh, my goodness. I've read so much about her, and I don't know how much more I could really like somebody without truly meeting them and giving them that Loretta McMary hug than I do for Miss Jennifer Dukes Lee. Let me bring her on the line so we can have this conversation about um, she's collaborated with a whole lot of other amazing women in this book called Craving Connection. But Miss Jennifer has also written two books. Um, that we are going to talk about as well. And I tell you, after this conversation, you will be so in love and inspired with um, what your life means to this whole community of um, everybody, everybody. There's a way to plug in. And so I want to welcome Jennifer Lee to Loretta McNary Live. Hi, Jennifer. Hi, Loretta. I'm so happy to be here today. Yes, thank you. We are rolling with this time change with my nutty self. But anyway, I don't want to spend a lot of time for that. I do apologize for that. So um, let's just dive right in, kind of give me your story of how you got started writing, and then we'll talk about Craving Connection. I'll ask you a few questions about that, and i got to talk to you about your two books, The Happiness There and Love Idol. But let's just start with, I know, and I love how you start on your website, that you are married, you are married to a farmer. In Iowa, I think that is just so good that you're the wife of an Iowa farmer and mom to two girls. So kind of tell me how this all started. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm calling you from Iowa. It is snowy here. We are actually snowed in our house right now. Um, It's uh, (laughs) like snowmageddon. Um, And I am a writer. I write um, from my farm. Um, I can look out the back windows right now and see our farm fields out there. My husband raises corn and soybeans and pigs. And then we're also raising two human beings. <laughs> and then so one's, a, one's a freshman and one's a sixth grader. And I have been a writer, actually, since I've been 16 years old. That's when I got my first newspaper job. And I'll be um, 45 years old next month. So um, well over half of my life I've been writing professionally and covered news for a lot of years. And then um, about 10 years ago started writing out how I felt about faith, and that led to a blog, it's led to books, and it's led me into this beautiful community called Encourage, and Encourage is a website, Um, it's really an online community, and it was founded in 2009 by Dayspring, which is the Christian product subsidiary of Hallmark Cards. And Mm -hmm. our vision for Encourage is we're just a group of women and authors and writers and speakers and artists, and we created this space online where women could just come as they are, just in their everyday, gloriously ordinary, just-as-you-are kind of messy lives. And so we've been building community and connection over there since 2009, and that led Mm -hmm. to this book, Craving Connection, that has just been released and has been so fun to introduce to the world. Wow, you summed all those years up so beautifully. I just have a ton of questions about that. Especially when you said you started <laughs> writing it. about faith. Were you did you just fall in love with the whole concept? You finally got what faith is, or was it something that was challenging you that you you were um, blogging or writing about it as as it relates to the discovery part of learning about faith and using faith? Yeah. That's a really good way of putting it, Loretta. I think I was writing myself into understanding faith and understanding Jesus. I grew up in the church. I grew up with parents who took me to church every Sunday in our little community, 300 people. We walked 
to church together. But Jesus wasn't really real to me until I became an adult and probably really until I became a mother. And I began to, I had done for all of my life, asked other people the questions, the hard questions that I needed to know to make my news story, right? Well, I began to Mm -hmm. ask myself some of the hard questions like what is the purpose to life? If God is real, what does that mean for my life? And I needed to just kind of write write it all out. And um, I writing really helped me recover my faith and to begin to understand Jesus and his deep and incredible love for me. And it also helped me create relationships online with people really around the world who had the same kinds of questions that, that I had um, about purpose, about friendships, about um, – seeking approval from people instead of God. I mean, perfectionism, those feelings of not enough. Like I began to write those out on that blog and realized I was not alone. Wow. And we do feel like that. I mean, you feel like everybody else has already traveled this road. They mastered it. They're so much better at having faith and talking to God. And and see, that's the thing when we started, and, and I Oh, my goodness, let me find my book. I did bring my book to Atlanta with me because I knew I was going to have this conversation with you, and I already know without looking, you're page 137 in the book <laughs> called Craving Connection. <laughs> yes. You, you, yeah, and I think you talk about comparing. Yes, because I read so much, I want to make sure. Yeah, that's what you're talking about, and that was one of my questions. Oh my goodness! There's so much I want to I want to comment some more on what you already said, but I know you have another interview coming up, so let's just kind of go into this because I already kind of spilled it. I wanted to ask you what what was your role in the book called Craving Connection? What did you write about? Yeah, the well, connection story that you share in the book. Are written chapters in this book, and so I have one of the chapters in this book, and the book is really a collection of stories from women just like you and just like me, and um, sharing our struggles with friendship, sharing our struggles um, in connecting with God, and then the book also includes a lot of challenges for women to um, maybe step outside their comfort zone a little bit and um, connect with God and with people in really powerful ways. And so we have lots of uh, connection challenges within it. And so for my part, I have a chapter in there called The Life That You've Been Given. And really, it's just an invitation to consider the beauty of your one beautiful life, that God has invited you into it to live as yourself, not as someone else. I think that so much happiness and joy and peace is stolen from our lives when we compare to other people. And what God is constantly saying to me is, Jennifer, I didn't ask you to be her. I asked you to be you. And I, like most women I know, struggle with comparing. And we think that we'd be better if we could dress like her, look like her, be as witty as she is, as smart as she is. I even do that with regard to my writing. I can read somebody else's writing and think, oh, I wish I could say it like that. And then we think, then we do that in our friendships. And it really kind of destroys our friendships because if we're constantly looking at everybody else, seeing how we measure up, we're going to have a really hard time connecting with people on an intimate level. Wow. It is just beautifully written. And I can't believe how much depth that you were able to put into 
um, you know, your chapter, which is not that many pages, and it's so much good stuff that if you just continue to read it, this is something that you don't just put down. You go back and reread it, and you'll discover something different. And that that has been my new word, discovery. And I know it's the Holy Spirit that put it in my spirit because that, that's what we are supposed to do. We're, we're a creation, and a creation, we're a creation, but we're all supposed to be creating things always. And so in order to continually create, we have to keep discovering things. It's like our life is like an onion. We have so many layers to us. So, and you really help us to, you can't discover that if you're always comparing yourself. So that's really what I wanted to say about that. Yeah, when we fix our eyes somewhere other than on Jesus, we're missing what I call the main event, which is Jesus at work. And um, we can't see how Jesus is working in our own lives, and we can't see how Jesus is working in the lives of others if we're constantly living in this realm of figuring out how we can do life better, and we can't see how the good that God created in us. Um, we just can sometimes run through uh, life discounting our own lives as not being good enough. And um, like, I've, like I said in that chapter, if we're going to compare ourselves to anyone, it better be Jesus. <laughs> like, let's let that be our goal. You know, let's be more like Jesus, not try to figure out how to be more. I don't want to figure out how to try to be more like Loretta or Carol or Michelle. I need to figure out how to be the best version of myself. And that's really what my chapter in that book is encouraging women to do, just to live as the fullest, richest versions of themselves so that friendship can really grow because friendships and relationships cannot grow in the soil of comparison. Oh, my goodness. And I like how you said, um, let Judy be Judy, Katie be Katie, and Megan be Megan, which leads us into our next question because we, we're going to talk some about friendships. But in order to get there, I wanted to ask you, do you feel like it – because for me, I guess I'll lead in this way. When I started feeling like there was just a void, a huge void in my life a few years ago, and I decided to learn more about, I said, well, who is Loretta really? Is she just – a mom and a daughter and a TV talk show host, and can you be all of that at one time? And so I started searching for that, but then in my searching for me, I started searching more for God. And the more I learned about him, I learned more about me. And so once I had that connection with him, it just seems like I became a better person, not only like a Miss Goody, you know, self-righteous kind of Christian, but just a person who was more, I wanted to love like God. I wanted to see what he saw in me and what he saw in other people. So that helped my friendships to become more healthy, um, not only with my friend girls, but also with my sons and with my mom. So do you think that um, it's more important, is it important to contact, to connect with God before we can truly connect with others? Absolutely. You started in the right place, Loretta, when you were talking about how that, that moment of, self-discovery and really um, zeroing in on your identity with Christ. Because as Christians, we believe that all of life flows from our relationship and our connection to God. And that's not only true in a worship setting on Sunday, of course, but that's true in our work and in our families and in our relationships with people all of our relationships flow from Jesus' friendship toward us. 
That's how we learn how to connect. So we absolutely have to connect with God before we can truly connect with others. Connecting with God Mm -hmm. is fundamental to everything we do as a human being. And when I'm not connecting with God, I can see how it affects my relationships with people in my life. I can see how I get short with my husband and snippy with my kids how I can get so busy with my work and then forget about tending to the important friendships in my life. And so when we connect with God first, that's when we learn how to connect with others. And the Bible, of course, is just rich with examples of what it looked like for Jesus to be a friend and what it looks like uh, for Jesus to be a friend to us even now. Yeah, I can see why you're a writer and why they wanted to include you in this collaboration and this book called In, the word I-N, and then Courage. So I had another question that I wanted to ask you, and then I want to talk more about um, those two books. Because I love the titles, and, I, and, you know, I choose books based on titles, and I would definitely <laughs> choose The Happiness Dare, and also I would definitely choose, you know, the – um. Love Idol. So let me ask you another question about in craving connections. And and this is just so awesome because our church is doing a series on from isolation to community. And so this just fits right in with that. So what are some easy ways that we can um, become better friends and neighbors in our communities? I know you kind of touched on that just a second ago. Mm-hmm. And how can well, we use I those think... friendships that God talks about in the Bible to help? Yeah. Um, well, I think – Here's here's an easy way that we can become better friends and neighbors. And I, I think, you know, at Encourage, we talk a lot about being the friend that we wish we had. So often we think, oh, I wish I had a friend like that. Okay, so here's what you can do. Make a list of what would that friend look like. What would I want a friend to be to me? And make, like, you could just even make a list today, and I challenge your listeners to do that. And for me, that list would be, you know, someone who listens, maybe someone who would send a text to me letting me know that they're praying. A friend would be someone who anticipates needs, who enters into my mess and isn't intimidated by it. And a friend to me is also so is the kind of person who is vulnerable and authentic with me and tells me what they need and what their messes look like. And so when I look down that list, I can be that kind of friend to somebody. I can be that for someone else. And that gives me the courage then to make the first move and be the person who listens, be the person who today maybe sends a text message to two or three people, letting them know I'm praying and and that I I think that they're valuable and and, uh, amazing friends and just really be the one to take the first step and reach out because we are becoming so disconnected. It seems like we should be more connected than ever when we have uh, Facebook mm-hmm. and Instagram and Twitter and all of these different ways to stay connected. But, you know, you can have a 1,000 friends on Facebook but feel like you don't have one that you could call at 3 a.m. <laughs> and um, I think that we need books like Craving Connection to really help us rebuild that uh, power of connection that God built within us so that we can be the kind of friends that um, others need in our community, and then they can be friends to us in return. Yes, that is so beautiful. That is so beautiful. Have you seen, I'm sure you've seen how your relationships, the way you can friend someone or even love your husband and love your family just based on your relationship with following Christ. Have you seen that? Have you noticed it? Absolutely. Um, Because just like we talked about a little bit ago, Jesus really shows us um, 
in scripture what it looks like to be a true friend and you know we see throughout the gospels how he shared um tables with tax collectors and sinners and we see how he didn't call his disciples his servants but he instead he called them his friends and he had a tight band of about a dozen close friends but he also had three friends who were especially close to him the ones that were with him when he was on the mountain um, and they were also with him during one of the most painful moments of his life when he was in the garden of gethsemane and just just like us Jesus needed friends, whether he was on the mountaintop or or when he was in the valley, and that's what we need, too. We need those kinds of friends, and we need to be those kinds of friends for others. And Jesus shows us what it looks like to have friends on the mountaintop, but also to have friends in the valley. Okay, you and I are going to definitely have to have some more conversation. (laughs) I love this. And I know my audience is going to be so inspired by this conversation because we have to – I think people – because we have social media, and like you said, everybody, we, we're so connected, but we still are so, we, I think we still have people that are hurting because of loneliness and feeling yeah. lonely and left out and unconnected, that we have to understand that if we just connect to God and know that he is our source of, of love. I mean, he has so many titles for us. He's literally, like the word says, everything we need, but I don't want to go get so religious on that. I want them to experience him. But let's kind of shift, because I know we're going to leave a lot of stuff unsaid. We can't cover everything in our little minutes, but we have five minutes left before you got to jump onto the other show. But tell us about, you know, the happiness, dear. Well, The Happiness There is my latest book. It came out in August, and um, it really began what I felt like was a challenge from God to explore happiness. And I think, I don't know anybody who doesn't want to have a happy life, Um, but I know a lot of Christians who say, well, God doesn't really care about your happiness anyway. So we're kind of quiet about happiness. We tell ourselves, oh, he only cares about joy, and then we make happiness out as this sort of, evil twin of joy or i even have believed things like god cares more about my holiness than my happiness but it turns out that's not true at all and so this book became an exploration of what it looks like to grow in holiness and at the same time grow in happiness and to live a kind of life where i'm fully engaged intentional about my living instead of sleepwalking through my life it's added so much um life to my life so much sparkle to my life people say I, I took this there and people will be like does it really did it really make a difference jennifer did it really make a difference and i say it did it made me feel warm and bright on the inside like i swallowed a star and it doesn't mean that i don't have bad days it doesn't mean that i right. you know never cry anymore i i experience the range of emotion i um have days where i feel angry i have seasons where i feel very sad and brokenhearted. Um, but I also have learned that happiness is permissible by God, that he is encouraging me on toward a life of happiness, and that if I lose my happiness for a time, that it's recoverable because of him, because of the Holy Spirit living in me. So taking that happiness there really just took me into the Bible in a whole new way, examining the scriptures and examining the character of Jesus in light of happiness. And it has been truly life-changing for me and has been for a lot of other people too. And um, you can actually take a quiz, Loretta. You and your listeners can come to thehappinessdare.com and take a quiz to find out what your happiness style is. 
and it's at thehappinessdare.com. You can take this quiz in just five minutes or less, figure out what truly makes you happy, which will then help you nurture that happiness style that you have and create a happier you. I will have to do that. And, and can we do that on your website at Jennifer Dukes? Because uh, I'm actually on there now. Yeah, go to thehappinessdare.com. Jennifer Dukes Lee or go to happinessdare.com. I will definitely do yes. that. Just promise me you'll come back on so we can talk about that because I know that because of technology, people think that because they hear our good, good stuff, because if you're like me, you don't share. I don't share when I'm going through when I'm struggling with, you know, something or I have anxiety. I just pray about it, and I don't want to put anything negative out. But I do mm-hmm. struggle with stuff. But I'm also talking about most of the time how great life is and just keep going. So I want people to understand that just because you hear us always happy, happy, happy doesn't mean we're far from struggles or um, things that tempt us or things that challenge us. So you'll you'll have to come back on so we can have more of a conversation and don't leave people hanging. Give them some tools and resources to help them feel more fulfilled in their lives. Absolutely. All right, so you're saying yes, right, right, right. You say yes? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> I, would, I would love to so come back on and talk to you about that. It's been so fun to be with you today, Loretta, and I'm um, just really, really happy and feel privileged to be able to share with you about Craving Connection, and maybe we can chat another time about the happiness there. We'll definitely do that. Everybody go and find this book because you'll love it. 30 Other Amazing Women, Craving Connection, um, encourage the encourage community thank you so much jennifer have a successful talk on your next radio show okay thanks so much okay bye-bye thank you everybody so much for listening to loretta mcnary live it has been my pleasure to have you on this journey with me so everybody until next time think positive dream big dreams help someone along the way and i'll see you very very soon bye-bye everybody Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.